0: Welcome to Sportsbeat After Hours. Oh, yeah. It's episode five, baby. I am Hemahe Mooley Jr. bringing us in. Uh, today, as always, we have the internet Jesus himself, Mr. Sean Walker.
1: Hey, good to be here. And uh, just like episode five of the actual best five part slash six part series. Uh, I got a feeling this is going to be the best. This is going to be the best, absolutely. So, episode five, always the best, right?
0: So we got Hema, we got Sean, and to complete the trifecta, we have our very own Zachary Hicken. Actually, just just it's just Zach, huh? Uh,
2: birth date or birth name, Zachary. Birth name Zachary, real name Zach. So he, I mean, I'm fine with whatever. Okay,
0: okay, okay cool. Uh, so we got the the dream team here, the the holy trifecta. And today we just witnessed another smashing of our Utah Jazz. Um, yeah, it was pretty awesome. You awful. showed up in
2: full support today. I did. Hema is wearing, I mean, I know you guys can't see it listening on the pod, but... Yeah, this is thrilling radio. One of sickest shirts, I think all three of us, obviously Hema liked it. Me and Sean walked in. I think the first thing either of us said to Hema is, Bro, where'd you get that shirt? Because I don't <laughs> want to get myself that. I mean, it's a good-looking shirt. It's I like the, uh, it. the Jazz City Edition uh, logo. It just says Utah with, like, that kind of fade. Uh, the, the
0: yellow to, to maroon fading kind of. Yeah,
2: you know, paying homage to uh, the Red Rocks in southern mm-hmm. Utah, eastern Utah, and all that good stuff. But it is a good-looking shirt. Well, thank you.
0: Uh, I like it also. I feel like uh, a little too much. There's a little too much... Uh, Yellow and red going maybe. on. Oh, on. Okay. No, like you know, other people have this these types of shirts, and they're like, they're kind of too into the whole yellow and red thing, which is like not jazz in my in my book. Although I do love the city edition jerseys. It's just this shirt that I am wearing is just a touch of the the yellow to to red, and uh, the shirt's gray. Most so you wouldn't say you like are like a vivacious gray. guy. A, I I think so. I am not like you are not sure. into like really bright colors. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, no. Like I think. I don't know, I try to tone it down. I feel like uh sometimes designs especially like Polynesian stuff yeah. comes out kind of too much, too much sauce, you know what I mean? Like too much tribal, too much I don't know. I'm kind of a low-key guy, so that's kind of why what what attracted me to this shirt? No,
2: I'm the exact same way. Uh I would say probably like somewhere between like 70 and 80% of my closet is like monotones between gray, shades of gray black and white so kind only of only 70 percent
1: i say i've seen your most of your wardrobe i think by now and i'm i'm gonna, gonna, gonna say how it's long more. have we known
2: each other probably what four years uh really? six
1: seven twelve <laughs> somewhere in there wow uh fun fact zach Hicken and i actually have known each other longer than him and his wife
2: uh so. i've known my wife since i was three so <laughs> okay yeah not quite that long but still
1: like
0: okay well, well so well,
1: I'm, I'm just saying i i agree with your but, statement for the most part i, mean, I it, feel like you're maybe underselling it a little bit yeah. but
2: not, not to get religious, but I mean, I, I have a feeling we had a pre mortal life connection, <laughs> you, me and you, Sean.
1: Okay, so let's before we get any deeper into, I would, mm-hmm. I would sing a song by, by the one and only Sons in Provo, Sons of Provo, right now. Oh, but yeah, I don't no. want oh, us to get, take it please, down on YouTube. Please, 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 please. So something about sweet spirits. And- oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so before we get into any more
0: not talking about the the game because it was awful,
1: let's crack a cold what, one. What open. game?
0: What game? Oh, geez. What game? Well, let's crack this cold one open to all the jazz fans out there for holding on for these two awful home games. I'm just waiting till the two week that one
2: of us, uh, it's like shaken up, and it just explodes <laughs> <I know. laughs> while we're cracking it in studio. Yeah,
0: and then FM 100 kicks us out of their studios. Now, so- Okay, so the jazz game was pretty terrible. I'm not gonna lie. Uh,
1: shout out to FM 100 for letting us borrow their studio today. Yeah, shout out to FM without 100 without them knowing. Hey, yeah, you guys, you guys should listen to FM 100.3 Radio bump their ratings for us a little bit, uh, just as like a thank you. Give them like a little <laughs> bit of thank you. Maybe like shout out. They've got to be on Twitter, right? They're on Twitter, right? We should. We, you're yeah. you're welcome, FM 100. Yeah. Anywho, you're give them welcome. give them a little bit of a radio of a ratings bump because they may or may not know that we're actually in here after hours. Um, yeah, they have no idea. It. But uh, <laughs> we came
0: up to see like talk to like whoever's in charge and like we can't find anybody.
1: I don't know if that's in the true spirit of After Hours. We're yeah.
2: keeping an eye out. So uh, if anyone yeah. comes by and if anybody's short, listening to
1: if anybody's actually listening to us live on FM 100.3 right now, oh, shit. give <laughs> us a call. Please uh, tweet tweet <laughs> at Hemahemuli Jr. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know if we need to shut up oh uh, at gosh. the moment.
0: Can you imagine? That would be awesome. Yeah,
1: that would be amazing. Just unscripted quality programming right there. So good, especially because we took like, uh, little peek behind the curtain, guys, we took like four takes to intro this podcast. <laughs> so
2: You know what? It's harder than it sounds. It's you know hard. What? Let me tell you what else is harder than it sounds. The Jazz winning a game against the Houston Rockets. And that oh, was way to like get us back on track. evidence tonight, okay? Attaboy, Hicken. Uh, I think everyone after that game, too, um, after that game, too, everyone thought that the Jazz had a real opportunity to maybe steal this series. Uh, they're returning home. They uh, were going to be returning home to Vivint Smart Home re, re, uh, Arena. I I said Redeema. I was about to say Redeema. But they stole home court. Vivint Smart Home Arena. They stole home court. He uh, had Stephen A. Smith. Uh Skip Bayless uh, that, that was you want to listen though. to those two guys oh, okay. uh, Charles Bark
0: Oh well Charles was in the contrary But freaking Skip man I feel yeah. like he jinxed us
2: No absolutely I, I mean here's the thing I think that the Jazz Maybe got a little bit in their own heads uh, Especially with the way that They started that game three Um, And then if you look at uh, With With the Rockets I mean The Rockets they have a killer mentality They're kind of like the Thunderware. You know, they knew that they were disrespected on their home court, just like the Thunder were in game two. The Thunder didn't have enough control of that series because they don't have enough leadership. They have someone who's a leader, but he's too much of an alpha to be an actual leader in Russell Westbrook. James Harden, Chris Paul, and Clint Capella, those three actually play really, really well together. They feed off each other well, and all of them are leaders on the court, um, and they know when they need to take a certain role in a game. Um, Chris Paul had the hot hand tonight So they fed him And they fed him in different ways He wasn't hitting it from deep But Mm -hmm. he found ways to make his mid-range game work Uh, Capella was outstanding on defense and on offense I mean, I I seriously Capella was the difference in the game tonight Right. Uh, if he doesn't have the game that he has down the stretch defensively, the Jazz win this game.
0: He scores 12 points tonight, but you got to remember. He had six blocks. He Yeah, he's he going six up against blocks the. I
2: think four of them came in the last three minutes of the game. The
0: quote-unquote defensive player of the year, right? So he's well, He scoring. dominated Gobert. He, it's insane.
2: It, there was a night and day difference between those two. Uh, Andy Larson from KSL.com, he was on with Jeremiah Jensen uh, during sports beat today. He said that Rudy Gobert had a minus 27 when he was on Ugh. the court today. That is garbage. <laughs> you can't win games when the guy who's supposed to be your best defensive player, who has the best plus or is one of the best in plus minus. I'm not gonna say he's the best because I don't know that for sure, but he's up there in his uh, plus minus rating for the tops in the league. Uh, he's up there with the likes of Steph Curry, um, uh, Kevin Durant, yeah. and James Harden. Um, his difference and doing it and doing
1: it without the offensive production for exactly, lack of a better term. He does
2: it with. With his defensive. Yeah. He is the most elite defensive player in the league.
1: DPOY, hands down.
2: Yes. I 100% agree that. The impact that he At- had on the Jazz this season. But he didn't have that impact tonight. Yeah, was he was not noticeable. there tonight. Well,
1: and by his own admission. By his, by Rudy's yeah, own sure. admission. Yeah, he was not He was not there tonight.
0: And this isn't a rag on any of our boys. It's just you could see it. You could sense it from, like, the opening tip. It's like, you know, last game I would say that the – aim of the Rockets was to shut down Donovan's distribution as point guard, which they did. Um, and then this game, they kind of picked on Rudy, which they they did. I think that's that was that was the game. I think the game plan going into this thing. Paul George hitting, getting hot from mid-range, floaters all over the place. Chris Paul, you mean? Or Chris Paul, yeah. yeah. What did I say, Paul George? Paul George. Uh, the, other, <laughs> Paul. the other Paul. Yeah. Sorry. The, yeah, uh, Chris Paul. Um, or the original Paul. And... It, it, it's just, you would think. I don't know. I'm just so disappointed as a da- jazz fan at how we weren't able to adjust. I always thought that the jazz were great because we were able to adjust so quickly for certain teams.
2: So let me tell you what I think the biggest difference in this series is. It's a guy who's missing, Ricky Rubio, and <laughs> when he got traded to the Jazz, surprise! Never did I mm. think that we would think that we would be making this claim in May. That he's the difference in this series that the reason that the Jazz aren't able to mesh offensively or defensively. Um, You saw Dante Exum come in, and he was outstanding in Game 2 in that win over the Rockets defending Harden. He was also outstanding in Game 3. He goes down with an injury in Game 4. The problem with Exum, his length is really troubling when he's defending players. They started switching him a little bit um, in Game 3. Uh, so he wasn't matched up on Harden as often. Same with Game 4. But he went down with injury, um, what was it, in the third quarter of Game 4? Uh, or sorry, yeah, Game 4. Something like that. He, yeah, remember. he went down with injury, and uh, I mean, I I, I think Howell Netto's a good, serviceable bench, serviceable bench player, but when you're matching him up against the MVP of the league... You need length, uh, man. Yeah, you need length, and he, that's something he doesn't have. That's something he's lacking. Um, I mean... If Ricky Rubio comes back on for Game Five, uh, the Jazz have a really good chance. I think uh, just be able to to be able to create some mesh offensively, some cohesion, get the gears going again. Because um, right now it just kind of feels like they're all spinning. Yeah. Donovan, he's just not. He he's a great player. He's just not a great distributor. Great combo guard. Or, sorry, a great point guard. Um, he's able to create for himself, but he's just. Matching him up against Harden's tough. Th- well, so- then I'll and I'll
1: and I'll bite. I'll bite on your pre pre presupp- presupposition. Uh, I don't uh, even know pre- that word. Presuppose uh, your your presupposition there there hicking because I I think at the start of the season there was a segment of Jazz fans who thought that Ricky Rubio could be a difference maker. Uh, But where where, where we're we're seeing his main kind of difference factor right now, particularly in this series compared to last series, the last series is on offense. And that's a statement that I think no Jazz fan would have thought they would ever hear or echo at the start of the season, which Ricky Rubio is necessary for this team's offense because he's a great defensive point guard. Um, he teams around him just play better defense. He's very good at distributing the ball, obviously. Uh, but he, I mean, quite frankly, and he he probably would have admitted admitted this to you. He struggled with his shot. He hasn't been a consistent three point threat, and, and he just he doesn't he doesn't put the ball uh, through the net as often as even he would have liked. But he, something he about that has changed this year. Yeah, he creates though.
2: in different ways though. When he's not finding his shot, he's able to make things happen for other players on the team. And the Jazz don't have another player on the team that can do that from the point guard position. I mean, you have Joe Ingles, Alec Burks. Alec Burks is someone. I mean, thank you for seven years of service with the Jazz. I don't want you running point, bro. No. Okay. Every time. I. I mean, I know this isn't every time, but it feels like every time he gets the ball in his hands, he is running up court. He's playing out a system, and he's trying to get buckets for himself.
0: But
1: by the way, so, so you're telling me that the Jazz really miss Hounet though.
2: I'm good. I'm not gonna bite on that. (laughs) By the by the way, okay, Alec (laughs) Burks,
0: goose egg. He scored no points tonight.
2: How many minutes did he play?
0: He played just under ten.
2: Okay, so he was good in what was it? Game two when he had sixteen points.
0: Game two, he made a difference in game three. Also, I think.
2: Well, I mean, they were just down so much in game three that that it didn't matter. It it didn't matter.
0: But he brought some spark.
2: Yeah, he his spark came uh, in garbage time, and it was something that they should have been able. I mean, they needed to build off of something. Um, and I know we're going back and looking at Game Two because that's the kind of the lone full shining moment, full shine uh, where yeah. the Jazz have played up to their uh, up up to their best ability uh, in this series. Um, and what we saw from Quin Snyder and being able to make adjustments after three days of prep was incredible. Um, they just don't have the horses to keep up with these guys, especially like I've said, I'm going to keep saying it. Because they are struggling to keep up at the point guard position because they don't have anyone else like Ricky Rubio who can create for other players. Donovan's talented. He's not a point guard. Right. Exum, he's most effective on the wing when he's slashing. Mm-hmm. That's where Exum's elite. Right. He's not a great, I don't think he's a great primary ball handler. No uh, Alex Burks plays out it. of system. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he's a guy, He's. A, I believe he's entering a contract here. He's Frankly, he's playing for money to prove that he belongs in the league. And right. Howell Neto just doesn't have the length that you need on guys like James Harden and Chris Paul um, to uh, match up. And yeah. it's just it it's been tough to watch the Jazz the last two games. But um, if Ricky Rubio can come back for Game Five, I think he's a huge difference maker, and I think we're gonna see that. We're gonna see a game that's closer. It, it, they're they're not gonna lose by double digit points.
0: If so they let's lose. let's take off our Jazz goggles, right, and let's say. Game five. Hold up, hold up, hold up. They're,
1: All right, I'm ready. They're off. I'm ready. Thank you. I'm ready. I'm also <laughs> kind of blind right now, so I'm going to put this back there,
0: on. There, there's prescription jazz goggles. Um, tell me what you think, Jazz. Win or lose. Let's let's say let's say Exum comes back. Let's say Rubio comes back. He's not coming back. He's not coming back.
2: Uh, I'm watching Exum walk off the court. I don't think he's coming back, bro. Okay. They
1: haven't <laughs> said, right? They haven't, they haven't said, said anything.
2: anything. Okay. Uh, that's just my feeling after watching that. Official
1: injury. diagnosis <laughs> right now is hamstring soreness. Okay. He looked a little more than sore. He looked, yeah, he looked coming a little off more than sore. He couldn't though. walk. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like,
2: he, knew, he knew the second that he tweeted something that something was wrong. He went off the court and was not moving very well.
0: So let's just say, benefit of the doubt, let's say, oh, he do, he's okay. And let's say Rubio comes back. Do the Jazz win the next game? Do they make it a seven-game series? What do you think?
1: Or even a six-game series?
0: Right, or six-game series. The
2: Jazz have to play their absolute best to have this happen. Um, I mean, they, do they win? Do they win twice? And
0: in, in they field? have to
2: make Clint Capella a non-factor defensively. Um, and frankly, the Rockets just have have to not have shots fall.
1: Yeah, this is gonna be really unpopular around my jazz friends, but I don't see it. <laughs> I just I don't just, see. I, don't see it. I think I think uh, they shot their shot. Th- they shot their shot a little bit in game two. They came out really punched the Rockies in the mouth. Kind of took advantage of that sort of post game one hangover where Houston thought everything was gonna go really easy. Mm-hmm. Probably came out a little bit too light. Uh, it really bit them, and I think they've kind of unleashed the sleeping harden in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if they can do it again. I mean, I, I, I don't think they can catch the Rockets off guard uh, surprised like they did in game two. Yep. I really don't. And so much had to go right where the Jazz were shooting right, Houston wasn't playing very well, certain shots that are 50-50 at best, uh, they were falling in Utah's favor. I mean, so much was going right in game two. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can duplicate that experience again.
2: So what I think with Game 2, what Game 2 showed uh, in the post-game press conference that this was maybe more of uh, something against the norm than being the norm, um, was the Rockets' reaction to the to them losing. In the post-game press conference, it was more like, uh, you know what, credit to Utah. They took advantage when we were cold shooting. And look at what they did. They were down by, what, like 25, and they came back and they actually took a lead in the third quarter. And the Jazz had to fight it out, and they ended up winning by 9-ish uh, points. I can't remember the exact score, but, um, I mean, the Jazz showed a lot of cojones in that game. Uh, but the Rockets showed just as much by com- coming back from a 20-plus point deficit and being able to show that they belong. Um, I just I don't know how you can look at a team like... Uh, the Rockets and think that they're anything but the favorites to win the NBA title this year. I know Cleveland's playing really well right now. Yeah, there's Um,
1: a certain king over in uh, Northeast Ohio that might have something to say with that statement.
2: It'll be interesting to see what he's able to do against this team, uh, against a team from the Western Conference, though. I mean, um, Philly's kind of been a flash in the pan. I thought that they were going to be really, really good, but they just... um, against Boston they just haven't shown up
1: there also might be a team in a certain bay area that may or may not have something to
2: let me tell you this I don't think that head-to-head I don't think the Rockets will lose to the Warriors I'm pretty certain about that I know I know the Warriors have the experience but the Rockets are just so dang good
1: it's gonna be a great series though
2: it's gonna be a fantastic it's gonna be a great series it's gonna go to five or six uh there's gonna be a lot of Able I mean feelings. all I mean, all Houston has
1: to do is just get rid of the trivialness and take care of Utah and advance and get ready for that Golden State series. That's all they have to do is just take care just finish off the series, take care of it. There's no way they're losing. There's not a chance they can lose going home in game five. Just finish off the series and just be done and and Get your mind right for Golden State because that's gonna be one fun series and there's there's just no way, there's absolutely no chance it's gonna be a great series.
0: So I think I think we're all in agreement then. We did I, did we I jinx that enough guys? Nah. We're we're not gonna be I think it's true. Sports Beat after hours, we're not gonna be covering the jazz. The Western the Conference weekend, Finals starting this week. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Um so that leads me to my next question or next topic. Why do our Utah teams don't know how to close. What? What the? What's the deal there? Right. So RSL just played today.
1: They had the game in hand. I thought. The. All right. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'll I'll take over here because I know Zach Kicken loves the beautiful Z- game. Zach's gonna tune out. Loves <laughs> soccer so much. He was on the edge of his seat while Real Salt Lake went down to Orlando City Stadium, uh home of former RSL boss Jason Kreis. Anybody? Anyone? Bueller? Dealer? Of course, we retired okay. his number. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about yeah, that. yeah the oh, old oh, number nine. Yeah, yeah the old number nine. Uh, so yeah, and, and and RSL came out and they were high flying and they were really attacking Orlando's uh, uh, high line and they look great on offense. Great. Uh, here's the thing: they they even they go ahead uh, one 0 in the thirteenth minute on a just a beautiful, gorgeous, gorgeous pass by Demir Krylock to to Corey Baird. Chipped. Um, yeah, chips the keeper. Everything's looking great. Even as Salt Lake was doing all that though, they weren't necessarily comfortable. They right. weren't they were still getting outshot by Orlando in the in the first half. I think it was six like a six to three margin or something like that. And Orlando just wasn't putting any of their any of their chances on frame, really making it hard on, on Nick Armando and that defense. They just they weren't they weren't playing very well and they were down one nil as a result. RSL on the other hand had a whole bunch of chances and aside from Baird's strike in the thirteenth minute. Couldn't put that game away. And then just like a week ago Friday night when they went to Vancouver, mm-hmm. they can't take care of some chances early, and the second half And then just, they can't close. I, Yeah, just the 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 switch flips, three second half goals right there, Dom Dwyer, Sane, Yoshi Yo ball game. It's
0: it's it's insane. Like we I don't know, as a fan I feel like, okay, these are things are going well, things are going great. But then slowly, like in the jazz games and in the RSL game, it's like shots don't start to not fall, and small leads and small runs of uh, of momentum start just swinging into these giant gaps that RSL and jazz, the Jazz couldn't overcome. And I I don't I don't know what it is, but we just
1: can't close. I I don't with with Salt Lake. With Real Salt Lake, I don't know if it's so much as not closing as just simply, and maybe there's just a difference of terminology. Maybe this is semantics, sure. soccer versus basketball. I think it's just not finishing. Okay. They, they've got the chances. They're playing so much better on the road than they were like three, four, five weeks ago. So mm-hmm. much better. But they still can't finish. That final ball's not there. They remind me of a certain other... Salt Lake-based soccer team a couple weeks ago where they're getting all sorts of chances and they just can't quite finish in front of the net. Uh, And that's the Utah Royals, who the Royals were kind of in the same boat where they had chance after chance after chance and they just can't quite finish. And then all of a sudden, something clicked A couple weeks ago, they scored two goals on the road against North Mm -hmm. Carolina, powerhouse North Carolina. They start putting the ball in the back of the net a little more and a little more and a little more. more. And pivoting to some good news for sports fans on the Wasatch Front, Uh, last night, Saturday night, Cinco de Mayo, they pick up their first win in franchise history, 2-0, over the Washington Spirit. So, So that finishing mentality, I think it comes but sometimes it takes longer to come, certainly than a lot of fans want to admit.
0: I think I think we do have the same definition as far as like closing out, finishing, um, because I think in my definition, the Royals closed out this game. They did not only did they score that they netted the chances that were given them, but they also made some great defensive stops to cut off you know uh, different buildups that that the uh, Spirit had. Um, and we were able to keep them at nil, and they just did a great job of finishing and closing out, and I think I think we agree on that definition.
1: Yeah, finishing on the offensive end defensively. Got to give a shout-out to that Royals defense too. Shout-out uh, to the D. Twelve shots. Washington put up 12 shots by the end of the match. Most of them came in the second half, uh, but that Royals D held them to one... Shot on goal. One awesome. shot on target. It came in the first minute of the stoppage time. So for 90 minutes, uh, they, that, that defense, Becky Sauerbrunn, Rachel Corsi, Brooke Elby, uh, uh, the whole gang, held a Washington Spirit side that boasts um, Franny Ortega, one of the league leaders in goal scored, U.S. national teamer Mallory Pugh, and former BYU star Ashley Hatch, mm-hmm. crazy three-pronged front line. To zero shots on target. It's insane. That's that's incredible. This was the first time Washington had been shut out all year. Yeah. I mean, it's it's incredible. So again, these these things kind of come. For RSL, it's still early in the season. They can still figure out how to finish, how to close out games, that kind of thing. Uh, the, you know, it took the Royals several weeks. They're starting to get the hang of it. Yeah. I think starting to. We'll see what happens. I've got a quick turnaround game this Wednesday against Orlando. Uh, but I think things are starting to come together there they for RSL good. yeah we'll see if things slowly start to come back together for them maybe they can really hit their stride when it matters in in MLS play um, for the jazz uh, I don't know year. I mean maybe that's maybe that's the question of the offseason for Quentin sure. Snyder sure
0: uh, so let's drink to the uh, Royals back line drink to the Royals cheers and uh, let's uh let's have them uh, maybe show. We'll have your girl, Elby, show uh, the uh, RSL backline
1: a thing or two of how to freaking stay put together. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. Brooke Elby, most active player on the pitch last night. Uh, big shout-out to her. Hardest-working player, I think, over those 90 minutes. She was everywhere. That was great. All right. so uh, um, we- Zach Hicken, I want to move on because I know you're a big soccer guy. But even more than that, as the as resident Canadian of the podcast – Stanley Cup playoffs are coming in. Oh yes, are coming into form. Oh, um, So it's this time of the show, eh? Oh yeah. So <laughs> Hema's Hema's Vegas Golden Knights, the expansion squad. Lifelong fan. Um, yeah, lifelong fan. I think fan. it's
2: all of our uh, Vegas Golden Knights when we're uh, here in Salt Lake City, eh? I'm,
1: I think so, I'm just right? gonna I'm just gonna say, um, I'm just gonna say these uh, these Golden Knights. I think they're really capturing the attention of American hockey. Uh, certainly, the best North American hockey team. The plays in the desert. <laughs> Absolutely,
2: uh, yeah, for sure. As a Phoenix uh, fan,
1: you you're good <laughs> to say that. Eh? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, they just barely cleaned out their uh, their uh, Western Conference semifinal series against San Jose. San Jose. Yeah. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, against San Jose. So I mean, look so no three the, uh, Th-
2: the two uh, the two teams. Okay. Okay, here, them, okay. Hold on.
1: Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. So uh, so. Three nil in that in that final game, four twos the series final. What in the hell is the nil? I'm I'm gonna give you <laughs> I'm gonna give you one minute. Do you I'm, mean uh three Z? Three Z. Three Z I, like, I like that. I like where uh-huh. this is going. This is great. Um I'm gonna give you exactly one minute. I want you to describe this series, Vegas Golden Knights, San Jose Sharks, uh in as every Canadian of a way as possible. I want you to go full doc here. Okay. Full doc. Okay. One minute to go through the series um, and tell us why uh why the Golden Knights are going to win the Stanley Cup, okay? Ready? Go.
2: Okay, so you have a team in Vegas in the the, uh, Golden Knights. They're the first professional team in Las Vegas. Uh, They're causing a huge storm, eh? Uh, I mean, they have every single fan in that city. You can't even buy a ticket to the show, eh? Uh, I mean, everyone's buying their toques, their jerseys, their sticks, their pucks. They're getting everything they can. And let me tell you this. Budweiser is going to start making Vegas Golden Knight beers, okay? And every single Canadian is going to be drinking them buds. Uh, so let me tell you, this is the greatest. 30 seconds. Th- this is currently the greatest story in sports, eh? Uh, you have a team that's an expansion team. Vegas underwent a tragedy in 2017. They're playing for their home city, they're playing for the lives that were lost. Anytime that a team, a franchise, is playing like that, that's when a team elevates their game. You look at the Yankees in 2001, they couldn't get it finished because the Yankees suck. 2004, <laughs> suck. Uh, so, excuse me, the 2013 Red Sox, 2017, Houston Astros, and the Vegas Knights are going to get it done in 2018.
0: Time. Oh,
1: beautiful. That was real.
0: That was real. That was real. I feel a Shout out now. to Canada.
1: Shout out to, uh, that was full Manitoba there that you went, I think, a little bit. A little bit, eh? Yeah, that was a little Manitoba <laughs> Dude, there.
0: And shouts to our local and Canuck that actually That delivered. Yeah, that was awesome. That was um, not planned.
1: Cheers. Cheers to, uh, cheers to the Golden Knights. Cheers to Zach Hicken and his Canadian posse. I'm cheers. just
2: doing my best, uh, Barry Melrose. But no, in all, <laughs> well, that in, was all good. in all reality, uh, you have a team, uh, San Jose, who they have been a, a powerhouse in the Western Conference. Uh, the LA Kings, they've uh, been to the Stanley Cup Finals in the, the few in the last decade or so. They've been a really good team. Uh, and you have a team that's an expansion team in their first year, just absolutely clean in house with everyone. Um, it's going to be a great series in the Western Conference Finals, uh, and uh, I'm looking forward. I'm going Vegas Golden Knights all the way. Wow. I am going VGK all the way, VGK. baby. VGK, I and, like that. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to go purchase myself a VGK to... Uh, and I'm going to be sporting <laughs> it in uh, mid-May here in Utah, and uh, I think it's supposed to be in the 80s next week, eh? So, uh, I mean, I, not that it's oh, that's uh, still necessarily cold. the smartest thing, but... That's still cold. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, there's going to be days where it's going to be raining, but it's going to be 80 here. But let me tell you this. Vegas Golden Knights, they've got some momentum. Their city believes in them, and they believe in themselves, and that's going to take them a long way. Those are some tough sons of guns on them
1: ice. <laughs> Don't you know? I love it. That's good. That's good. Sorry, I Zach. went over my minute. But, that was you know, good. Great. No, that was good. That was great. That was great. So that's our Stanley Cup playoff minute. Yep. Shout out to the Golden Knights. Did we drink? Do we drink to VGK? Yeah, VGK. Plus, you know, made. one more time. Let one me tell time. you
2: who else they have the backing of while you guys are taking a drink. Okay. They have the bi- the backing of Brother Harper.
1: No that's way. True. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Bryce that's true. Harper, Las Vegas' Bryce own. Bryce Harper
2: Former Wildcat. All, uh, custom bats with all their names wow. on it with the VGK logo on it. It's pretty sweet.
1: There was, yeah. Las Vegas high zone. I,
2: I do also think that they might have the best logo. They've got a top five logo in sports. Yeah, like Oh, it. it's, uh, it's up there. It's up they there. They have a top five logo in sports, guys.
1: Yeah. But guys, guys, in five years, Las Vegas is going to be the sports capital of the world. They're going to have the Raiders. Between the my Golden Knights, hey, the Raiders.
2: Tennis, my wife wants to buy Raiders season tickets, and I think we might do it. Really? I think we might do it. She's a Raiders fan, so. Uh, okay.
1: let's Let's talk after we get off air, because I may have a proposition for you. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, I We're think that's, I, that there
2: was a team that might be moving to Vegas that's like maybe Oakland Athletics or something, the A's. Really?
0: Oh, is that a joke? You want to speculate? I I don't
1: know. Vegas can do anything they let want. Let me tell
2: you two teams that probably should move out of where they are right now because they don't have the support of the local fan base. I'm just oh, talking here we go. baseball. We, we got some it. hot takes um, with
1: Zach kicking on this one. Let's bring it.
2: Actually, let me go three Tampa Bay. Their stadiums crap. They don't have local support. We're talking baseball. Their team's garbage. Yeah, this is all three MLB teams. Okay, number one, the Tampa Bay Rays. Number two, the Oakland Athletics. They're going to move for the exact same reason. Speaking of crap stadium, because they have a crap stadium. They don't have they don't have local support. Let me tell you this, guys. The Athletics have been running promotions this year where they get do not make people pay to go to the games. You do not have to pay to go to an Oakland Athletics no. game. No, true, true story.
1: I, saw one, on I yep. saw one of these on you Twitter. I saw one of these on Twitter. You can get true.
2: tickets for free. Uh, they also lower concession prices because they want people to be to be going to their games. Wow. They're not getting fan support. Okay. And the last one is possibly the biggest disaster in as a professional f- sports franchise, the Miami Marlins, run by Derek Jeter. Oh, oh. he has oh, that hurts. absolutely decimated. This franchise, guys, he
1: sucks. Wait, wait, run by run by Derek Jeter, Zach, Zach. Who's who's your team again?
2: The Boston Red Sox.
1: Should we? Is there a little conflict (laughs) of interest here, guys? No,
0: no, I think he's right. A Little conflict of interest. Like, think of who he like sent to the Yankees. He sent the NL MVP to
2: the Yankees, right? For Starlin Castro.
1: That's a good point. I can't, I can't argue I mean, with can't that. I, I
2: understand why he's doing this, but he's completely lost the support, all the excitement that they had uh, built in this franchise. I mean, it's going to get a little morbid. with This, co- this conversation is going a little bit morbid, but that franchise died with fr- Jose Fernandez. Yes. That franchise absolutely. died with Jose Fernandez. Um, the last R. great R. moment Jose. that they had. Everyone loved him. The last great moment they had was when D. Gordon hit that home run in in honor of Jose Fernandez. Yeah. That's the last great moment that the Marlins have had. Uh God rest Jose Fernandez' soul. Um I actually I remember watching that moment live and there was nothing like it. I mean, D That's Gordon's cool. not a power hitter. It was cool. Um but I they had Giancarlo Stanton who had a great season last year but um yeah, that, that franchise the excitement for that franchise just died with jose fernandez oh my he, goodness. he had reinvigorated it and so those are the three teams
0: bad. you think are gonna go to the vegas that could potentially
2: yeah. or montreal vegas. i think montreal would be a great option uh yeah they got a stadium up there they it's need, nicer they need than a any team. of the three ones yeah they need a team i, I think like, i think mexico needs a team i think canada needs another team mm. i think that the MLB and needs and throw one
1: throw one in seoul while you're at it in seoul, seoul south
2: korea yeah
1: Biggest baseball nation so on the planet. That's going to be like we're, the, we're, the travel from hell. Uh, I mean,
2: so the NFL wants to expand into England, and baseball <laughs> wants to expand into South Korea.
1: It's the biggest baseball nation on the planet. I mean, that's the thing, I'm I, just saying. I, I okay. will say this. I do Big think market. baseball,
2: out of any sport... I, so let me say this. Let me preface this first. NBA, the NBA is the most global sport that's based in the United States. Soccer is obviously the most global. Sure, sure, sure. But the NBA could legitimately uh put franchises in China and in Europe. And I think that they could succeed. Yeah, there's there's a
1: little there's a little bit of hole of a hole in Latin America, I think. They've got something of a foothold in Brazil, but but most of Latin America for the most part, I think there's a little bit of a hole. But but yeah, I mean it's it's better than any other major sport. So continue.
2: So what I was just gonna say, they have a sport that could span where people could be traveling both the Pacific and Atlantic Oceans, and there's enough talent in the league that there's not an issue if they decide to expand and maybe add two or three, four or more teams in the next few years. Um, I think the NBA could definitely capitalize on that and be really successful. I don't know. I might be a little bit crazy here, but I that's something I'd like to see. Just talking expansion, uh, expansion's always something that's fun to see. I think the NBA right now is at a time where uh, they could expand and be the league will be just as, as successful then as it is now. That's a, that's a hot take.
0: Interesting. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so let's move along real quick here. Uh, you mentioned, you know, Brother Harper. Um, I think he bats left, right? Is he a right? Yeah, he's a lefty. He's a lefty? Yeah. Okay, great.
2: Throws righty, bats
0: lefty. Okay, so uh, my lefty of the week is not going to be any sports guys. I'm kind of tired of doing my lefties that I love. But – uh Jimi hendrix they whoever owns his estate they just dropped um i think like four days ago they released a bunch of like remixes and like um new stuff from not new stuff it's obviously old recorded stuff from Jimi hendrix that i've been listening to um for those of you don't know my oldest son his name is hendrix um did you know that sean
1: I think I was aware. Okay. Yeah, I think I was. I think you've mentioned it before. Okay. And I didn't really think too much of it until just now. Interesting. But yeah. yeah.
0: Jimi Hendrix, I love him. Okay. That's like my favorite uh, musician of all time. And uh, my son's name is Hendrix. Yeah. People always ask me all the time, like, oh, Hendrix, is that like a family name? And like, no. It's like Jimi Hendrix.
1: I mean it it does come with the <laughs> all-powerful alliteration Hendrix Hemuli right. so that's pretty cool. That's true. I mean. Yeah. Um
0: but anyways that's something I've been I've been listening to and getting into this week. Um, because I've needed distraction from how poorly most Utah teams are doing. <laughs> um, what have you guys been doing? Garbage. Into? Garbage.
1: <laughs> can I give can I give a shout out for a uh, sure. lefty of the week? I don't know if this guy's actually a lefty. I love it. But I'm going to assume he's a lefty because uh, he wears his gauntlet on his left hand, and that's Thanos. Oh no! The all-powerful, the almighty Thanos. Does he wear it on his left hand? It, it is. It I, is I on the like left. I like the direction we're going. Yeah, it Let's is on the left. It, though. So lefty, lefty of the week goes this out to Thanos. To Thanos.
0: Okay. Yeah, I like this. Yeah.
1: Um, do you have a lefty of the week kicking? Lefty yeah.
0: of the week. Uh,
2: how about lefty of uh of all time, best lefty of all time, the hefty lefty, Jared Lorenzen. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if he's done any note anything noteworthy. With shout, he, out the northern, shout out to the Big northern, shout out to the northern Kentucky sea monsters. In the last, <laughs> oh, he's a sea monster, bro.
1: No, no, uh, that was his, that was his last team. No, I know that
2: yeah, he was, was the sea monster. <laughs> he wasn't just the quarterback. He was the, he he was the ma- mascot as well. I don't know. I was gonna make I was gonna make a Donald Trump joke. I'm not gonna go. there. <laughs> I don't know if he's lefty or not.
0: But oh no! All right. So let's move back. To I don't this. know what
2: I don't want to know what he's doing with his left <laughs> hand. That's what I'm gonna say.
1: Um, okay, so hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna update you guys on the life of Jared Lorenzen right now. Okay, per, per the doing. source of all knowledge, his Wikipedia page. <laughs> uh, let's see. High school Fort Thomas Highlands. College Kentucky. Went undrafted in 2004. Didn't he do the
2: like the Biggest Loser left. or
1: something uh, like that? Most recently. Played in the... Oh, he was the uh, commissioner of the Ultimate Indoor Football League in 2012. Oh, my gosh. Go. Yeah. but you didn't know that. Listen to played this. Played for the Northern Kentucky River Monsters. The River Monsters. Right. Sorry, guys. In 2014. Notes. Uh, uh, I just
0: found this. Uh, the date's August 10th, 2017. So that's not too long ago. He's 500 pounds. Oh. 500 pounds. That is one hefty lefty. That's like a small whale.
1: Like... <laughs> Like, half a ton? That's, uh... That's, that's, uh... Oh, okay, so currently, Lorenzen is a guest host of the Lexington-based radio show, Kentucky Sports Radio, mainly during UK football season, and in 2015, he started his own t-shirt company known as Throwboy Tees. Goodness gracious.
2: Do they sell, what, sizes Uh, ranging between 4XL and
1: 8XL? (laughs) On july twenty eighth, twenty seventeen, Lorenzen launched the Jared Lorenzen project, where he chronicles online his attempts to battle obesity's obesity, excuse me, as he weighed over five hundred pounds. By April twenty eighteen, so fairly recently, Lorenzen had lost over one hundred pounds. Good for him. So he's only weighing four hundred pounds now. Wow. Oh, wow. So you know what? Good for him. You know what? String to the hefty lefty. To the Good the for hefty him, lefty. getting his health back.
0: The the first time I, I heard of this guy was uh he was on I think he was on the co- I don't think he was on the cover of ESPN magazine or he was in it or something or maybe it was sports illustrated and they had him lined up next to his lineman and they're like pick the quarterback like <laughs> out of this lineup which one's the quarterback and yeah that's when he got on my radar so that's that's crazy you brought him up what made you think about that guy
2: i don't know i just every time i hear the word lefty that's just who i think of <laughs> is uh jared lorenzen but um I mean, man, I think uh, someone who's a hefty lefty is who Sean mentioned. Right. Thanos. Thanos. Thanos the Titan. So Avengers Infinity War. Just uh, came out, right?
0: Just came out last week. I haven't seen it yet, guys.
1: Yeah. So so Infinity War, if you've been living under a rock or you have too many kids, like <laughs> Hema Hemuli, Junior. Junior. Um, yeah, it uh, it's Marvel's kind of culmination of phase two of the cinematic universe. Phase three. Fa- uh, phase three, sorry. No, let's, you're fine. Uh, phase phase two? three of the cinematic uh, so universe.
2: Phase, l- let's just go through this. Uh, phase one starts and ends with, it starts with Iron Man, ends okay. with Avengers 1. Um, phase two starts with, uh, I believe, the first movie to come out after was Iron Man 3, and then ended with Ant-Man. And then Phase 3 began with Guardians of the Galaxy and ended, ends in 2019 with the end of Avengers 4. Okay. Which has not yet to be named. They don't have any movies announced afterwards. Um, Some pretty
1: strong rumors for, like, Ms. Marvel and stuff. I think that's in the next phase. Do we Captain, a, Captain Marvel's coming
2: out before
0: Avengers yeah. 4. Guys, do we need
1: a spoiler oh, tag right. before like we talk any more about this thing here? For our listeners. Spoiler, and, spoiler, uh, spoiler, uh, spoiler, I, I, I mean spoiler. a little bit, but we're really just following the comics right now. So, sure, okay. Yeah, so. Uh, but on that note, on that note, I want to play a game because I've seen Infinity War. Zach Hickens has seen Infinity War. Hema Jr. Sure. has not seen Infinity War. Uh, for those living under a rock, it grossed $112.5 million North American dollars over this weekend. Whoa. Becoming the second highest grossing film in week two. Trailing only Star Wars: Force Awakens, which had made almost 150 million at this point uh, in its career, um, and so uh, on that note, little bit of a spoiler alert, minor spoiler alert. But if you haven't, if you haven't seen Infinity War yet, um, we're gonna give you guys one actual spoiler from the film. Okay. Um, we'll try not to make it too big of a spoiler. Okay. Um, And then one fake spoiler. Ooh. Okay? And we're not going to tell you which is which. Can I guess? Because I haven't seen it. We're not going to tell you which is which. We're not even going to confirm. You can guess if you want, but we're not going to confirm which one is which um, and make you have to go see Okay. uh, Avengers Infinity War in the theater to see which one is real, which one is
2: not. How like major spoiler are we going to get here?
1: Um, So... I like something from the film, but not like a pivotal moment or a turning point. Okay. Kind of a thing. Okay. Um So, um, I'll go first because we all know that Thanos is this godlike being, um, okay. who, and I think even the trailer reveals he's traveling from planet to planet, um, just basically out to like kill stuff and, and whatever. And he wants to, he wants to find collect all of the Infinity Stones, put them all together so that he can wipe out. Uh, half of Earth's population with the snap of his fingers. That's all in the trailer. Uh,
2: just the uni- the universe population, not just Earth.
1: Yes, that one, that okay. one. So that's all in the trailer right there. Um, and spoiler alert: uh, Thanos is doing. He's going through this entire mission, putting his entire team together, battling the Avengers and everything, just so he can go camping.
0: <laughs> so that's one. That's one. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. That can that may or may not be true. Yeah. Okay, what's the second one? So,
1: uh so that's one. Hicken, do you want the second one? Yeah, sure. Okay, take the second. Uh
2: spoiler alert. Um Nick Cage and uh, Mariah Hill make an appearance in uh this new Avengers movie. They were in the original Avengers. Um You mean Luke Cage? No, not Luke Cage. Uh Nick Fury. Nick Fury, yeah, Samuel sorry. L. Jackson? Samuel L. Jackson. Nick Fury. And Colby Smollers. Because you said
0: Nick Cage. <laughs> sorry. And I'm like, that would be freaking epic. <laughs> that would be dope. Nick that would Fury. be the dope. Bees. Why, why yeah. the heck? Did, who's
2: Nick Cage?
1: Nick Cage is- no, Like Nicholas uh, Cage?
2: Nicholas
1: Cage. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Fury. Nick
2: Fury. I, sorry, I got confused. I'm not even going to go over there. Although <laughs> okay.
1: Nicholas Cage as Nick Fury <laughs> would have been kind of cool. Kate, let me tell you that guys- Sorry, would have been really sorry, cool. we're
2: going we're to go off from the spoiler a little bit. The greatest- so I'm a big fan of like what the ringers what the ringer does with like all their podcasts. Oh, gotcha. Um, my favorite podcast is the Rewatchables, uh, where they like just basically talk about like not necessarily like critically acclaimed movies. Some of them are like really just good ones movies, that they love. but just movies that they love. And probably my favorite one that I enjoyed the most was Face Off, which is John Travolta <laughs> and Nick Cage uh, going.
0: They swap faces. They
2: swap like literally. They get their faces taken off, and they face off, and they are both out-acting each other. You have Nick Cage being <laughs> so John, good. Tra- John so Travolta, good. and John Travolta being Nick Cage, and so they are out-acting each other, and it is phenomenal, <laughs> with the whole premise uh, that these guys want to kill each other. It is so good, oh guys. That,
1: that, is, that is, spoiler alert there, uh, Face Off is my FX movie of all time. Really? Anytime it's on FX, or like one of those like like second, second or third tier- you watch it. Uh, cable stations Yeah Every time it's on Instant watch I yeah. gotta watch it Oh it's a fantastic movie I gotta be, there.
2: I gotta be uh, there Back to Avengers Never bought
1: stuff. it I've never bought it I've never rented it Sure it's always. I'm not movie. even sure I saw it in theaters But anytime it's on A cable <laughs> <Okay>. network <gasps> okay. Instantly watchable that's That right and Speed
2: there. I think are the two movies I've enjoyed the most okay, Just that's that's out of a fair. pure entertainment They're not the best They're entertaining as hell though Sure uh, Back to Avengers Okay My so what's spoiler your inter- is Yeah yeah So give the Nick full Fury and Mariah Hill Samuel L. Jackson and Colby Smulders make an appearance in the movie.
0: Okay. So those are the two that you're giving. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to guess which one's true and which one's false. But let
2: me tell you why they appear before
0: you guess. Okay. But so before, I'll guess, and then you guys just nod. Don't say which one it is. Just not if
1: it's the right right one. We're not we're not going to confirm it. You sure. have to see the movie. You're going to make me wait to see the movie. Yes, you have to see the movie to know which one. Do you know the last time I saw a movie?
0: It was like last year. I'm pretty sure it was Coco or gonna whenever get, that came. out. We're going to get you there.
2: We work across the street from movie theater. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that there's one night that you want to you want to
1: borrow my movie. I pass? know you got to work early. Yeah, in I'll the check mornings. you in. I'll get you. A what ticket.
2: morning do you not work this week?
0: I need. Uh, so, so I don't work tomorrow morning.
2: Okay. Shoot.
0: <laughs> see? It's if, too late
2: to go see the movie because we're recording that. <laughs> but let me tell you this. Okay. Do you have like Wednesday or Thursday off?
0: I have Tuesday, Wednesday off here.
2: Okay. Why don't you, uh, go to Tooele Movie Theater and Tooele <laughs> Movie Theater. There's one
0: Tooele Movie. Oh, there's two actually.
2: Okay. There you go. Put there your you go. kids down for Kay. a nap. Deal. Uh, tell your wife to take a nap as well. Tell Kay. her to just enjoy yourself. Okay. Like, bring your kids, dude. Just okay. Load I, them up with fine. some freaking Benadryl.
0: This, just because you won't confirm, I'm going to go have to see this. I'm going so to to see this movie. Okay, so which do you think it is? First, If you want to take, take a guess, though. If you want to take a guess, though.
1: Okay. Tell Kay. me why first.
0: Why is Colby Smulders and Samuel L. Jackson going to be in the movie? Or at least Nick Fury. Or Nick Fury, at least.
2: Oh, just for the hell of it.
0: That's the reason? Uh, I guess. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think the real spoiler is Thanos wants to go camping. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm trying to see if there's a tell over here and no one's giving me anything.
1: So. <laughs> <sighs> no, that's good. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Why, why do you think – actually, I want to ask you I won't ask you for your whole thought process. Okay. Because I think you're just – We're going to kind of push
2: there, him out of this conversation for a second. Okay. Sean, your thoughts on the movie without giving away any additional spoilers. Okay. Yeah, so a little
1: bit of a spoiler-free. Um, I loved it. I loved everything about this film. Um, I even loved the ending, which non-spoiler alert—it's a cliffhanger. Um, I loved the series. I loved the setup. I loved the way these different strands of the of the MCU really came together. And there was so much that didn't make sense at one point in time or another uh, during the filming of the nine previous films. That it like the way it all came together was. Not totally seamless. It wasn't a perfect blend, but it made so much more sense. Like drawing back on like previous memories and stuff. I'm even more excited now for Ant-Man and the Wasp as well. When you see the film, you'll kind of understand a little bit why. Um, So yeah. So so I I I love this, and I I had fallen a little bit off of the MCU badwagon. Um,
2: I'll I'll add this. I I like 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 there were. I hadn't seen out of the last three movies, last four movies that came out. I'd only seen two. Uh, One was because of the reaction that came out from Black Panther. So the last four of the movies that have come out, um, and you know what, Guardians Guardians might actually be in there. Uh, Doctor Strange, I had no interest in seeing it. Um, Sorry, I know that's not a popular opinion. Uh, Spider Man, I saw after it came out on Redbox. I just didn't have an opportunity to go. Fair, fair. Um, I just, there's just been so many Spider Man. Sure. Spider Man's actually my favorite personal, but I had a real attachment to Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. <laughs> I don't know why, because like looking back at it, comparing him to Tom Holland, Tom Holland is like night and day, like head yeah, so shoulders, much better. So better, much better than any other person that's played Spider Man. He's he's like
1: above Tobey Maguire. He's Spider
2: Man. He could be Spider Man for ten years.
1: He's he's like above Tobey Maguire one. Which those who know me and the original Spider-Man series that doesn't sound like much based on Spider-Man 3 of the original trilogy oh, 3's but so bad. but Tobey Mag- Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 1 and 2 was so good
2: and 2 Half of Spider Man 2. Okay, but not Spider Man three.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, but not, not Spider Man. That three.
2: whole scene where he's like walking down the street, like popping his car. emo oh like, goodness, emo
0: Peter Parker. Right. Yeah, no, like, no, oh, no, man, so
1: yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no. Well, so uh, yeah, let
0: no. me quickly say that Andrew Garfield is Spider Man. It's hard for me to believe that he's some nerdy nobody if he's like a tall, dark, and handsome, <laughs> like skinny, like heartthrob in real life, and then he looks the same in Spider Man. He also had
2: the best Mary Jane.
0: He did. No,
1: absolutely, At he is.
0: Watson. No. Or Emma, Stone, Emma, Stone, Emma oh. Stone. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Emma Stone. Stone.
1: She was great, by the I way. I did love Kirsten Dunst though. She's she right. was okay. Kirsten, so I've been She didn't have a lot to play. I've been of. a fan. I'll use the word fan to not get myself in trouble on this podcast. I've been a fan of Kirsten Dunst since interview with the vampire. Oh, I'm, I see. I'll just I'm say I'm that. Worried fl- about where <laughs> I'll just you're say going? that. <laughs> like I'm worried about where this is going. <laughs> you know, I'm not quick. Nope, let's go back to the MCU. Anywho, back to the MCU. Sean, what are you doing, dude? Uh back back to the MCU. I'd fallen off a little bit of the entire universe. Like I got to the point where I was more excited for kind of the the sideshows, if you will. Um yes, origin stories or some of it. But kind of the the stuff that didn't follow the main avenger tract. so you're talking like dr strange Um, ant-man yeah uh, i I loved i loved ant-man guardians guardians of the galaxy even felt a little bit like it was becoming a little bit more mainstream for me at least in volume two maybe um it felt like it was starting to become a little bit more mcu main for me and uh and and like the i like iron man 3 kind of bored me a little bit i wasn't feeling it like but like I said, like, I never completely fell out of the universe. I loved Ant-Man. I loved Doctor Strange, Um, except for the ending, which, again, it started to kind of dovetail back into the main universe.
2: Are you talking like the trailer or the credits ending or the yeah, ending ending? Yeah, okay. the, well, yeah,
1: all of that. Um, Sorry, I, just
2: walked doc- I watched Doctor Strange on Friday right before I went to go see Avengers, so I was like, I, I need to go see these if I'm gonna go see this thing that's like
0: it's actually, gotta be on like Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. It is.
2: Um I actually convinced my mother in law to buy Thor Ragnarok for me. Um, cause she like we have like a shared Amazon account. I was like hey, Also Netflix. Civil
1: War. Speaking of Netflix, Civil War also on mm-hmm. Nef- also on Netflix right now. Um Spider Man's on Amazon Prime. First time I watched it, first time I watched Civil War. I didn't dig it. I didn't dig it. Blasphemy, I know. I will say that was only the first time. Second viewing was a lot better. Third viewing was even better than that. Uh, But the first time, again, this was kind of the part of my life where I was starting to fall. And I questioned this about myself. Like, am I really just starting to fall out of love with Marvel? Infinity War completely brought me back in, though. So I think that there's
2: a lot of fatigue with the uh, superhero genre. Um, A lot of people are starting to get that. I mean, there's... What three or four movies coming out just from the Marvel Studios every year? DC's trying to get in the game. They're about five years too late into getting to the game. Uh,
1: they're also doing the wrong heroes, in my opinion. Like they we, need, they well, need, they we, need. A, we probably don't have enough yeah, time we'll for talk this about whole that conversation. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, short, long story short, they need a Green Arrow movie. Okay, that's that's my long short of it. So Let's do DC next next pod.
2: Let me let let me say this about Marvel. I mean, we're getting superhero fatigue. Um Obviously, we're not very fatigued right now. We're, we could keep going for probably another hour. Absolutely. Uh, but this movie, I, like Sean, had kind of lost interest with the superhero thing. Black Panther was the one that reinvigorated that for me. I think there's been two times that I've gotten kind of sick of, like, the whole superhero thing. First time was right before Guardians came out. Um, first time I saw that Guardians trailer, though, I fell in love, man. I loved that trailer. That trailer with Hooked on a Feeling. I mean that has the fair. best soundtrack. Best soundtrack. From soundtrack Eddie hands Eddie. down. That's fair. Marvel absolutely. movie. Um, and then Black Panther's a close second. Kendrick Lamar is absolutely brilliant in that soundtrack. Oh, that movie's good. It's entertaining and like what it did for just in terms of uh, bringing like black culture to the mainstream was really cool. Yeah. So that got me really excited, but Avengers turned all that upside down, shook it around. <laughs> And, man, I'm just like – I wanted to go turn around and go buy another ticket to go see it. Wow. Um,
1: So many feelings. Yeah, so many feelings. So many feelings. And let
2: me tell you this. The pinnacle moment of that movie was spoiled by me by some jackass on Twitter (laughs) who (laughs) felt the need to express their exact feelings about the exact pivotal scene where everything comes to a head point, and I knew that it was going to happen, and it absolutely ruined it for me. Because I think that there would have been... Looking at you, Fox. (laughs) I don't know who... It wasn't Andrew Fox, but... uh, There was an absolute moment where everything came to a head. Where there was an emotional response to the movie theater that I didn't expect out of a superhero movie. Wow. Um, There were people crying in the theater. At... When everything kind of came... I shed a few right. tears up to the pinnacle. Wow! I shed, I shed a few. Sean
0: Walker cried. Let
2: me tell you this: I probably would have if I didn't know what happened. I was expecting it. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, I talked to a Shoot. few people afterwards that said that they are still like shaken from this scene that was ruined for me. All right. Um, so I was bummed for that.
1: And of course, we're talking about the camping scene. Yeah, the camping scene.
2: I mean, that's what they. Yeah, what they did, they did a really good job of meshing all these superheroes, um. The two heroes, and I don't feel like this is a spoiler, that I feel like have had the most uh, character, like more character development in their last two movies than any other ones um, have been uh, Hulk and Thor. Um, They were fantastic in Thor Ragnarok, which I watched this weekend for the first time. So good, so good, And absolutely fantastic in this new Avengers movie. I think Bruce Banner and Thor are awesome. Like, I think Thor is my new favorite uh, Marvel hero, and that wasn't the case before. Uh, so let me just tell you guys, 10 out of 10, if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. Um, I'm going to see it multiple times in theaters. Uh, I'm going to have to pay for it because it be- theaters.
1: I'm going to have to pay for it to see it multiple times. Thanks, MoviePass, MoviePass changed for back there, ruining uh, their, their changed TOS.
2: Back, what? They changed it back.
1: You still you still can't see multiple movies, though. You still can't see a movie multiple times. It has to be a different movie? Yeah. Ooh. So I have
2: the year subscription, so I don't think I fall under that umbrella.
1: That uh sucks. Yeah, it's still, yeah. So they change it back from four movies a month. Right. They changed it back to you can go every day again, but you still can't see multiple movies. Okay. So shout go out to MoviePass for being jerks. <laughs> uh, I'll have to see that but, this week. Yeah, but I agree. I give it a 12 out of 10. I loved it. Wow. I loved everything about it. Um, I don't think there's anything I disliked. There wasn't a moment in the movie where I was... Bored. It's anyway. a little bit long,
2: but go see it, anyways. Go
1: All right. See it. Well, that's it. Let's wrap it up.
0: Sports Beat After Hours. I am Hema Hemuli, Junior. Internet Jesus is with us. Sean Walker. Peace. And our local Canuck, Zach Kicken.